Hi everyone, welcome to the Hearsay Podcast. My name is Saya Vogel and this is episode number 73. My guest today is the amazing singer Charlie. Charlie has just released a beautiful single called Arizona, which deals a lot with the themes of anxiety and panic attacks. And it's wrapped up in a gorgeously produced pop song. But yeah, the mental health themes are very relatable, especially amongst creative folks. So Charlie has a fundraiser for Beyond Blue, uh, which is, as you know, an Australian mental health and well-being support organization she is encouraging fans to make a donation she has a link at the end of her video for Arizona but you can also go to the beyondblue.org.au website and make a donation there Uh, what an absolute gem Charlie's Strange Show story was illustrated by Alice Amsel. You can check out more of her incredible work on Instagram at Alice underscore Amsel. So it's A-M-S-E-L. As always, you can see all illustrations for the podcast on Instagram at Hearsay Podcast or on the Hearsay Facebook page. And sometimes I even remember to tweet about it too. (laughs) Thank you as always for listening and hope to catch you again soon. Here is episode number 73 with Charlie. How's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Are you super excited about releasing something? Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's been like, uh, I mean, when did I release my last one? And that was my debut. It released hard for me in like April or just before that this year. So we were going to release Arizona two months ago or three months ago, and then lockdown happened, and then we weren't able to film the music video. And oh my god, that stuffed everything up. So. I'm so happy that we're finally here. <laughs> yeah. And so tell me, so this is your second single release. What's um what's the plan in the future? Is there more coming? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no, this is it. I quit after this. This is um, it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Feels like that sometimes. Yeah, gonna be doing a couple more singles after this and then um an EP is currently being planned right now. So Awesome. You know, there's so much stuff in the works in the future, but right now my head is just Arizona. (laughs) Good. Can you tell me a little bit about the feeling you have about the song, apart from excitement that it's coming out? What are your, what are your feelings about it? Um, I mean, it's a very important part of my life, like releasing this song because it's all about uh, my mental health and um, draws on a lot of other issues that every person goes through themselves and um so yeah it's really special um to be able to put something out there where it's like really me and I'm telling a bit more about myself and my social anxiety and um we started like a fundraiser on Beyond Blue so I can you know donate money to them once uh we reach $500 so if you're listening to this feel free to donate (laughs) I, Um, I saw that you've got the link in your video um, yeah. that's so that's so amazing I feel like not enough artists are doing that like in their actual release people do fundraisers but that's big yeah they they link it 
but I feel like it's, you know, it's really, really important to me and I've always wanted to be able to donate money. Um, so if like this is the start of it, then, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that people would be willing to donate, you know? Yeah, that's so great. Well, let's um, let's get to, to our, our combined mental health a bit later. But first... <laughs> The first thing that I wanted to talk to you about when um, when you agreed to do my podcast was um, I was watching some of your YouTube videos and there's a really funny video of you and um, people eating around you and you're talking oh, about misophonia your misophonia. <laughs> I, have, I have that really bad as well Dude. and it, I feel like sometimes it absolutely controls my life. Like if someone's eating near me, I want to yeah. irrationally punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it sucks so much because like you don't want to be like that. Like I know. It's, it, you try everything in your power to like stop having, stop getting annoyed by people's eating because it's a natural thing. But like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like there's something about <laughs> it that just like makes your skin crawl. I know. You know what my worst one is, is sniffing. If people sniff around me, I have just it. So for people who don't know, misophonia is, what would you say? It's an irrational impulse, so, an irrational emotion about sounds that should be normal mm-hmm. to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially like eating, clicking noises, noises that you can't really stop, but are really repetitive. Yeah. And, and the irrational emotional response is so intense that it's really difficult to explain to people that don't have it. Yeah. Sometimes you literally just start crying. Yeah. I wonder if being hypnotized might help. I'm not sure oh. I believe in it, but but I, I was like, oh, maybe I should try that. I've heard about that. I've heard about that for like other things and like it's really worked. So maybe that's our future. Yeah. I mean, if I had the money to do that, I would be like, yes, please hypnotize yeah. me every single day. Make it strong. Well, <laughs> When you get the money, let's try it together and yes. we'll see how we go. That can be one of our podcast episodes. Oh my God. But I'm really interested in it because I think that it somehow connects also to my emotional response to music. And yeah. I feel like maybe my misophonia actually makes me enjoy music more as well. Like I think there's something about my sound receptors that are a little bit different to other people. Do you think that about your sound receptors or is yours just annoying? <laughs> I've never thought of it that in depth before. I've mm. just felt, yeah, right now it's just like an annoying thing. Maybe I'll grow and I'll like, I'll learn to see it in different ways, which is really cool. But <laughs> no, right now I just like, when I'm with my manager and we have lunch, I go outside and he stays inside. <laughs> Like my friends, I'm just yeah. like, I'm triggered and I have to walk away. And they're like, they're so onto it now. Like they know exactly when I'm being triggered. They're so fine by it. So I'm very, very grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's good to let people close to you know about it. I find it so interesting when people aren't triggered by it. Like, right? aren't you annoyed when people are eating on a podcast or when right? you're listening to something and it's right in your ear hole? I mean, these people love ASMR though. The only thing I can get behind on ASMR is like non-human sound. So if it's a like a um, slime, like yes, I'd, I l- kind of like that. The slime I can get behind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Talking about triggering sounds, 
What did you think about the end of Arizona? Because it's like supposed to be an anxiety attack. It did. It didn't make me anxious, but I felt like that whole the whole video actually, and the whole song, I should say, is quite an emotional ride. Like I think, like even that that bit where you go high um, in the chorus, where you you know you go stop me and tell me I'm fine or whatever that line is. Yeah. Um, even that, I felt an emotional response to. Yeah, I think that there's definitely something to be said for like writing a song from your raw emotions. I think other people can feel it for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy that you can feel that <laughs> for sure. Well, I think a lot of people will connect to the song because everybody has some kind of anxiety or fear or avoidance. You know, I think it's very relatable. Yeah, especially coming out of lockdown now, like the amount of people that have yeah. been like... I need help organizing this. I literally just can't. Like, should I have a birthday thing? Should I do this? I my social anxiety is going nuts. I'm like, wow. Yeah. This is the perfect time to release this song. It's <laughs> coming out <laughs> totally. of lockdown. Everyone's just like, I want to go out, <sighs> but I just can't. Totally. Have you always had those feelings? Like, did always. you grow up an, as an anxious kid? Yeah. I don't think I realized what it was though. You know, I just get mm. really. I felt. I thought it was just nerves. But it was like a constant thing. And then like as I grew older, it just got worse and worse. And like the whole meaning behind Arizona, Arizona is supposed to be like a metaphor for like the desert and the, like how hot you mm. feel when you get anxiety and how you sweat yeah. and like everything like that. So that's how it relates to the title. But yeah, I've always had like that tightening in the throat and where you just can't stop moving your legs and yeah either you over talk or you under talk yeah (laughs) I know that feeling but it's funny like I mean I've only just met you but I feel like you don't come across people say this to me a lot too that you don't come across as someone who's overly fearful or you know nervous and I think people quite often say that to me but inside like I got a bit nervous before the interview (laughs) no one really has a clue there's just so much going on like behind the curtain but um yeah but yeah you don't strike me as someone who like you don't look like <laughs> someone who who is afraid of social situations I I'm not for this not today like I feel like I did two podcasts yesterday so I I'm growing used to I guess um just talking about my personal experiences which is yeah. really nice because you should have seen me in like when I was releasing my my last single oh my god I literally couldn't function. <laughs> um, oh no! What so were you doing? I was just over talking and just being way too like when I get nervous, I get excited and I get really like erratic. If you know yeah. what I mean. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. And I don't really know what to say. I can't really think. So yeah. I don't, I've I've kind of just forced myself to stop being like that. Like literally like the song, slap me and say that I'm fine. Like I just, I I just know it's not happening anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that line. It's a good line. Sometimes, sometimes that's, sometimes you feel like that's all you need just to slap, you know? (laughs) You need a friend to just shake you out of it. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about growing up and was there music in your house? Did you ever, you know, were you, did you always want to be a singer? Yeah, I, th- I think I've always wanted to be a singer. I'd, I've been singing from like such a young age. Um, so many videos of like me and my sister 
either like doing like little Stedfords together and singing um, that song from Aladdin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? I can show you the world. Da, da, da. A, a whole new world. A yeah. whole new. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> um, both sides of my family are quite musical my dad's a drummer he's a singer my mum's a singer oh, cool um my sister's a singer uh, my cousins um yeah I've done musicals for most of my childhood and started a band with my cousins when I was younger and I was gonna say did you have a family band Every, yes. if everyone's so musical yes I had cute. a band with my cousin Bryson and Baden and it was called it was called Pink Pin Coley <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Pin Coley. We just made up that name and we didn't realise how bad it sounded. Like, made it up out of nowhere. Um, for some That's reason, so I've just bad. been, like, repping this band for the last podcast I've been on. Just, if you want to have yourself a laugh at, like, the best version of a high school band, look up Aww. Strike of 12 by Pin Coley on YouTube. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to look it up later. Yeah. So That sounds pretty cute, though. Yeah, um, but band. yeah, started that with the cousins and then stopped doing that. Um, I think when I was in grade like eleven or something like that, and then I didn't realize that I could do music um, and do it for like a living. I just didn't not think I had what it takes, and especially like living on the Gold Coast, it's not in like the music hub of Australia. It's not LA. Mm. Um, sure. But I went on a couple shows. <laughs> And that was a life-changing experience going on some TV shows. Oh, what like what kind of shows? I went on The Voice. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. What happened? Tell me your experience of being on The Voice. I um the first round was the first I went on it twice. The first year I got through I was on Jesse J's team. Um got through that first round got kicked out the second round uh-huh. oh that time as well Jessie came up and sung the song again with me while I auditioned because it was her song so that was a life-changing experience as well I don't remember oh. any of it <laughs> <laughs> you're just um, unconscious yes did you feel heartbroken when you when they told you to leave or did it you was, feel okay about it it was disgusting it was the worst that oh, I felt no. yeah oh, those no. those shows are a great learning experience um but they can really ruin your confidence and especially because yes. you don't you don't get any choice in anything um so like but can you pick your song and stuff or no 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 oh they give you stuff to sing sorry I'm fascinated by this because I'm I'm not the kind of musician that would ever do that go on the show like yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it like my voice is not like a powerful voice <laughs> yeah my voice is very like soft and breathy so that's cool though like everyone has their own different tones yeah like. sure yeah I just I'm fascinated by the kinds of singers that can do that like pros right right so okay you get given your song you can't like make any creative decisions and then and then they tell you you're not good enough yeah so that's pretty heartbreaking yeah, it was the first, so I got through the first round, obviously. The second round, then uh, it was a battle between me and another person and I chose the other girl. Um, mm-hmm. So that sucked. Where's um, she now? 
I don't know, actually. I haven't been in touch with her for ages. I was hoping you guys were like enemies. <laughs> Secretly hoping. <laughs> I hate Sounds her. like some bad. <laughs> I like made a, like an Instagram page. Like, I hate this yeah. person. <laughs> oh, my God. That's evil. Yeah. And then the next year, I, um, I went on again and chose Delta Goodrum, got through, and then um, kept on going, got to the live rounds, and then... I got kicked out in the third live round, I think. Okay. I came I can I came tenth good. place. So me yeah, and my friends make a joke about a- coming tenth. <laughs> coming tenth that's like amazing when you think about how many people enter that competition. Tenth is really great. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that would be a weird experience and make you de- make you think about your your own output differently. Yeah, I mean, it made me realise that I wanted to write and I wanted to do my own music and I didn't want to sing other people's songs for a living and go on a TV show and have one chance to perform in front of everyone. Like, you don't... Mm. It, it's it's all very stop-go. It's... Oh, I don't know how pe- the people do it, honestly. The anxiety that you get mm. on that show is just, like, it kills you. Yeah, that's wild, especially for an anxious person. I can't imagine that would have helped very much. Yeah, no. Especially if you're not in the right mindset, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about immersion therapy? Do you think that if you put yourself in a place that is the place that you fear, does it help or make it worse? I don't know. I I think it makes it worse because I get like weird PTSD from it. Like I, yeah, right. <laughs> I was in Disneyland a couple of years ago. And I hate rides. Like I went on a roller coaster when I was younger and um, what those chairs where you, it, or there's like millions of them and they just like spin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I went on that. That's hell. I projectile vomited and then I passed <laughs> oh, no. out for six hours. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. Oh, no. So from then I was like scarred for rides and I went to Disneyland a couple of years ago and my ex and a couple of my friends – made me come with them and I was like you know what guys I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold the bags like I'm fine I'll I'm I'll get chips I'll get food whatever they made me go on every single ride in the whole park and then we ended up on this Incredicoaster it's like an Incredibles themed roller coaster I went on it and at the end they I was hyperventilating they had to lift me off and there's like six-year-olds coming on after me like (laughs) Yeah, okay. So so immersion therapy is not for you in terms of rides. No, personally, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I feel like maybe going on a show like The Voice, um, that does sound like it really changed your view of what you wanted out of performance and what you wanted out of, yeah, your creativity. 100%. Like it just made me realise what I didn't want to wear, what I did want to write what type of music I felt comfortable singing live, that I wanted a band behind me, how I wanted my stage set up. Great. So it gave me a whole lot of like perspective on what I did want. Did you learn piano or guitar or did you know how to write music when you decided you wanted to write? I played a little bit of guitar when I was younger. I can play little chords on pianos, but I haven't ever had the desire to like, no, I take that back. I've always had the desire. I have not had the drive to learn an yeah. instrument, which sucks. I hate myself for it. 
but there's amazing guitarists that can support me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why would I learn when I can have brilliant people supporting me and like I can focus on my singing? So yeah. So how? So when you say then that you wanted to write your own songs, hmm. how did you go about it? Like, what was step one? <sighs> step one. Um, well, I'd I'd written a little bit when I was younger with my cousins, obviously, but then there was like a huge gap of where I didn't write. And um, when it came to that point, um, it was after the show and I, it was a huge month. Julia Michaels' album, well, EP came out for a start. So I heard that and I was like, oh my goodness, this has changed my life. Like I was literally just dying over the whole thing. Is that that exes a dead person? Yes, yes. That's a great song. I like that Her song. first EP, Nervous System, is it changed my whole like musical perspective, how I wanted to write, like everything. And then in that one month, my ex moved to America and we broke up and suddenly oh. like all this music started rushing out of me and I was just yeah. like able to Feelings. write down everything. So that's where it all started really. How do you go then from getting your feelings onto a page to getting a song together? Well, um, back then I didn't really know anyone in Sydney either. I'd just moved to Sydney and um, so I had to start, you know, trying to find around different producers and find the right people. So at that point I was just writing by myself and just making random melodies. Great. Then it came to the point where I met um, Cyrus Ville and he's incredible and we started writing together so he was one of my first like partners that I loved to write with and just started doing that and I just had the biggest drive to write with as many people as much as possible and I went to America a couple times Nashville wrote hard for me there as well yeah now I I love to write with the producer next to me because um I would rather not do it by myself I just find it so much funner when I have like another producer in the room and an additional top liner if that's like a thing as well that's so interesting you're very vulnerable when you're coming up with ideas Mm -hmm. so you need to feel quite comfortable with that person yeah I think I think from like a young like a couple years ago when I started writing I realized very quickly that I needed to be vulnerable and I've always been quite a vulnerable person to be honest I love to Mm. I love to get my emotions out. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. <laughs> love to have a wine. So, um, yeah. <laughs> a wine and a wine. Yes, yeah. a wine and a wine. Man, I cannot write with alcohol. Oh my god! Every time I've tried, I've been like, "Yeah, let's have a let's have a little crack at just having some wine." No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? It sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> All of your cheesy riffs come out. Yes. So when you're working with other people do you ever feel too self-conscious sometimes but do you ever throw out ideas that you're like oh I wish I hadn't done that (laughs) of course I mean I feel like the beauty of writing is you just have to throw out everything that's in your mind because that's the only way to collab with other people you just have to literally like communicate communication is the key for every part of life and especially songwriting because if you just hold it in there's no way to like show people what you're thinking of and I I like to make these Google Docs and sometimes if I don't want to say it out loud, I just like sit there for ages and I write beforehand or I come into the session with like a whole Google Doc with just all my thoughts. Like a stream of consciousness or does some of it rhyme? 
stream of consciousness, sometimes rhyming. It's kind of like I'll make poems beforehand and then bring that in. Whatever works, you know. I feel like everyone has different ways of doing things. Yeah, everyone has such a different writing process. Like I was writing with um, Greta Ray uh, at the start of this year. Do you know who she is? Yeah, I had her on my podcast a few months ago. She's so lovely. Yeah, I love her so much. She's one of my close friends. Um, Yeah. But... It was the first time we wrote together and she's an internal writer. So yeah, basically, I think the way that works for her is that um, I, I'll have to communicate everything that's going on in my head for her and just like keep throwing around ideas. And in her brain, it's like ticking. She just like yeah. compiles everything <laughs> together and then comes out with like this whole beautiful like thing. And then we just like tweak it and it's it's amazing. So that's lovely. Yeah, everyone has such different writing processes and um I think I've realized that cuz I've gotten into like co-writing as well, so um I've been doing that for a little bit writing for other people and Oh, cool. The the best way to yeah, write is to literally just be like open, honest, have a chat, have a cry if you need to. Like that's <laughs> why I feel like musicians are so close and you get really close with one another because you're literally just like bearing your soul straight away. Yeah, I agree with that. How do you deal with uh, criticism or, or feedback? Are you okay with it? Yeah, no, I, I literally just want to make the song the best that it can be. Um, so whatever can be changed, like whatever will make it better. I'm like, yes, let's try it 100%. Yeah. Do you read reviews? I'll see comments on like TikTok and Instagram and everything. And, you know, when blogs oh, yeah. share the, the music, so far it's been good that's great i guess we'll we'll see what happens as i keep going and if there's bad ones we'll hunt them down and yes. kick them in the shins we will report <laughs> and egg houses <laughs> we'll toilet paper their house and <laughs> <laughs> um i was wondering when i was listening to your music this week you seem to almost be accentless like when you sing you definitely don't sound australian do you find that is a conscious choice or is that just something that developed over time when you started singing when you were younger? Um, I've always sung quite American. Um, I think that's just from like, I used to do impressions of like different artists and I always wanted to either like sound like Kelly Clarkson and try and learn her big runs or try and learn Ariana or Jessie J and whatever. So I think that was just a natural thing that started to happen. But there's definitely some words where you'll be like, oh, she's Australian. But a lot of them, I'll round my R's the tiniest little bit. But I think that's like, I've always loved the way that like Anne-Marie sings as well. I don't know. I think it's quite a natural thing growing up It is a natural music. thing. Yeah, especially, yeah, listening to a lot of American music. Hmm. But um, I do sometimes think our Australian accent is a little bit gross. And it's so, so why intense. you want to mask it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so intense. Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like either we'd just have to sound like we're from the UK, if that was like anything. But I just like Dean Lewis does a beautiful job of sounding Australian. Yes. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Some people that are doing it for all of us. Um, and so the rest of us don't have to. I think I sound a bit Australian, but I, yeah. I think I articulate more than others so maybe I sound a little bit more British yeah can you tell me a little bit about your video shoot 
for oh Arizona. Gosh. It looks quite amazing. The like the color grade's beautiful. Thank you. Kyle did the most amazing job. Like from the get-go, as soon as I got as soon as we got on a call with Kyle Caulfield, he I just knew I wanted to work with him because he just had this like really calm energy, but his ideas as well were just absolutely amazing. Um but yeah, anyways, I wrote up a little document of what I wanted the music video to like be and to look like and to feel and everything like that. And then we just started to go from there. And um, it's been a hundred days or it's probably been like mm, four months since we mm-hmm. like started talking about it, obviously because we had to stop because of COVID and the lockdown and everything. Um, but yeah, then it finally came to the music video and it was the most intense two days of my life. Really? Why was it so intense? Well, there was a huge build-up because I um, I was exercising so hard before to like just shred that little bit more, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I went full vegan, gluten-free, sugar-free um, oh. and then came to the day and oh, before that also, none of the clothes had arrived until like a couple days before because you know how Oz Post was backed up? Yeah. That was so stressful. <laughs> that is stressful. <laughs> and then um, came to the days and I didn't sleep the night before and uh, the entire two days I was freezing cold. For some reason it was just unbelievably cold everywhere we went so I was just shaking the entire time. Oh, no. I know. Um, I forgot to drink water. I was just like so oh in it. And then it went till uh, I think 12 on the first day and uh, I have had to have, well, I had to have the most amount of anxiety attacks I've ever had in my life because oh, I had to, no. had to act them out. And after acting them out every single time, I'd have a real one because I was so in it. <laughs> Shit. So, Full I was method. so, I was just method acting, you know, but it was so tiring. And then got to sleep that first night, didn't sleep. Got up the next day and then had to, you know, do a whole nother day of shooting, a whole lot of more anxiety attacks, being cold. And then at the end of the night, oh. it got to like 10 o'clock or something. And um, at the last bit of the music video, you'll see that I like dunk myself in a bath. That bath yeah. was ice. It was an ice Why? bath. Because <laughs> it had to be real. It had to have the beers oh. in it from the party. I wanted it to be just very real to actually just like feel like I was in it. So I, I stayed in that bath for like 15 minutes. Oh, I definitely <sighs> would have put some hot water in there. <laughs> oh, we tried. We literally tried and it wouldn't, it would not go warm. So I was just like crying and shaking in this bath, oh, but it was great no. footage. <laughs> Like, I was like, guys, I'm just going to let myself feel this. Just you film whatever the hell you want. But like coming up out of that bath after because I had to hold my breath while sinking under it to just like for the video drown out all the noise around me, if you know what I mean. After coming up out of the water, I realized after the first take and a couple of others, the water would go up my nose. So it'd have to come out. So you see me like holding my nose (laughs) because there's a literal stream of snot coming out. (laughs) 
sexy. <laughs> so sexy. That's amazing. Wow, that all sounds really intense. Yeah. But it sounds like you definitely made some decisions to make that as real as possible. Yeah, I, I, I just really wanted to show, I guess, I want it to be as real as possible and I'd love to yeah. Um, I'd love to start acting later in life as well, like at some point. That's like a goal of mine. So yeah. I was like, I may as well try it out in this video. But you had heaps of anxiety attacks, so that's no good. <laughs> yeah, imagine what it's <laughs> that's like. That's not a good start. <laughs> imagine what it's like being in a scary movie and having to act scared. Oh, like, no thanks. That would be so tiring. I often wonder also what it's like to be on live television. That would also be very very nerve-wracking having to read the prompters yeah or just like you know like Saturday Night Live all the the musical guests that go on that show you would just be absolutely shitting your pants oh my god no every time it's so funny I feel like whenever they like stuff up everyone's like oh my like it's so hilarious that's like yeah that's like the type of stuff that I want to be on like Saturday Night Live like any Rebel Wilson movie like yeah (laughs) I love that (laughs) Yeah, you want to be in it to break. Yes. (laughs) That looks the most fun. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask you my last question, which is the question that I ask everybody. Can you tell me what is your strangest show experience? I've got a couple. Yes. Um, So uh, I am quite blind. So every show that I've kind of been to, like when I was younger, you can, or for the voice, for one, you can see my eyes going crazy on camera because I didn't have the right contacts oh. in. So my eyes are very much like this, <laughs> oh. very wide. Do they move a bit or is it just Very really movie, wide? very wide, oh. which is so strange. Obviously, like we talked about the voice before, how strange that was. So, Did you think that it was noticeable on camera? Do you think that people watched you and went, whoa, what is happening with her eyes? Um, Definitely. It's like... My mum's always like, and everyone that I've been around has been like, you need to open your eyes when you're on stage more because I feel like I started closing my eyes when I was on stage because I couldn't see. So it's like, what's the point? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but then you look really soulful if you close your eyes. You look yeah. like you're super getting into it. <laughs> I'm just like sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Not great for photos, but good for the vibe. Yeah. Um, what was your second? I went to Hakuba with uh, my friends Cyrus and Ned for a just a gigging trip last year in January um I was just like I want to go to Japan so much and it would just be fun to be friends like to be there with like my friends so I got there by myself I like had to go meet up with them and it was like snowing and I'd already felt so weird because I was in a country where I didn't understand the language it was my first time being in a country by myself where I didn't speak the language so um, we finally, like, I took the train, finally got to the place in Hakuba, and I got sick very quickly. Like, I oh, tend no. to get sick really easily. Um, it ended up being strep throat and um, oh, no. glandular fever. Oh, hell. But could have been COVID because it was in January last year. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Anyways... The whole time, like, I had to gig and we had around 12 gigs lined up. Um, yeah. And I got sick. I got so sick. I was just vomiting. And oh, I shit. think we gigged twice and I was, like, kind of okay. And then I remember this one gig I finally, like, 
went and went to the pharmacy that was like down the street a little bit and got these like cold and flu tablets and I was like thank god you know something that's going to finally make me feel better I'm going to be great for my gig I'm not going to lose my voice it came to like that night time we had to lower the key of the song like five tones to where I can never sing like I can never sing that low it was so low and the cold and flu tablets made me feel so high and (laughs) I didn't know what to do like literally everything was like spinning around me and oh my gosh they were like these were pharmacy like just cold and flu tablets I wonder what was in them like intense like pseudoephedrine or something yeah I I do not know but I lost my voice at the end of that gig and I just felt so sorry for myself (laughs) Oh no, but it sounds like the gig was like amazing. If you could, if you could like, you know, sing, move around, feel awesome. Yeah, if I could have sung, my God, that would have been so much fun. But you know, that, that whole trip I was there for nearly two weeks and I just stayed in bed. I stayed inside while oh. my friends skied in the snow, went gigging, were drinking with friends and I was just Damn it. stuck inside. Hey, it's so nice to talk to you. It was lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. This has been so much fun. Let me know if you're ever in Brisbane, if you ever get to play. That would be a dream to do little tours around Australia. So I'll definitely be in contact. Yeah, I really hope you get to promote the the song. Um, I hope people hear it. It's a great song. It made me feel feelings. Aww. <laughs> That's good for your little icy heart. And we heart. didn't even... <laughs> Oh no, I've got a very soft, squishy heart. But we didn't even really get to talk too much about our mental health. I hope you're doing okay. And I hope this song goes really good for you. Thank you.